dead air <laughs> every time. Oh, welcome back to episode three of Bored to Death. Bored I'm, to Death. I'm Bill. And I'm Haley. And this is a podcast where we talk about board games, card games, tabletop games that we've played, and a little dash of murder at the end, and uh, while drinking the cheapest thing that we have on hand. So last episode, we talked about Lord of the Rings strategy battle game, not battle strategy game. I, I still want to call it battle strategy game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we started nerding together, what, five years ago? I think yeah. it's the third time we've done this, and I always Right, forget. so we don't have to like reiterate that yeah. every single episode. We've been playing games together for a while. For a while. And what are you, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm actually... <laughs> uh, I'm not drinking anything new, Bill. I'm uh, finishing the bottle of Matua, the uh, Sauvignon Blanc, that I started drinking in our, past, our previous episode. Um, and then that second vaccine hit me real hard. Uh, I, uh, I had, it was, it was pretty hard on me. We, we really anticipated that Bill was going to be the one that it hit the hardest, but he had not a single symptom. Not a thing. I, however, um, had very flu-like symptoms. So, uh, I'm just now getting to the rest of that bottle of Matua, uh, and enjoying it now that I feel much better. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Bill? I'm drinking Sutter Home. Cab <laughs> yeah, and it's it's actually really really good. So you can find this on. That's airlines. how you know. That's how you know where our palates are at currently. Yeah, this our, actually our it's palates not bad. are very quarantine. Uh, hashtag quarantine. Hashtag uh, stay at home parents. Hashtag yes. introvert. <sighs> we don't go out a lot. No, but it's uh, it's good, and you can get it on most airlines whenever they are. You're like, you know, do you want a red wine or a white wine? You ask for red wine. They probably give you Sutter Home. It's found in many bars in Motel 8s and Best Westerns. Any, any grocery store you've ever set foot into. Yeah. That's pretty good. But um, well, yeah, so tonight we're going to talk about a game by Plan B Games called Spice Century Spice Road. Say that one more time, just to be clear. Cent, pl- pl- Plan B Games... And the game is called Century Spice Road. I didn't know about the Plan B part. But yeah, it's, that's the manufacturer. Spice, we're just going to, for the sake of Haley's bad attitude, mm. uh, can we just call it Spice Road for the yeah. for yeah. the rest of this episode? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, Spice Road. So <laughs> Spice Road is a game where each player takes takes turns as the, uh, as the role of a caravan master traveling the Silk Road. Everyone starts out with three spices of a cheap variety, and the goal is to acquire these victory point cards. So the game is set up in with two stacks of cards. One is, one is the victory point cards, where you take five cards, you flip them over, and those are the victory point cards. The other five cards are spice cards, and they're basically like these exchange rate cards. So whenever you play one card, it might allow you to exchange two crappy spices for one really good spice or exchange like one really really rare spice for three other types of crappy spices and the goal of the game is to upgrade uh to exchange spices acquire cards to allow you to better exchange your your spices and then ultimately purchase victory point cards and whoever has the uh, whoever first gets five victory point cards just like dominion 
Everyone just stops what they're doing essentially for all intents and purposes. They count up their victory points and whoever has the most victory points wins. Usually it's the person who buys the fifth victory point card. Right. I mean, which is why the motivation to be able to buy, because all of the victory point cards are worth different amounts of victory points, Mm -hmm. right? So you can go and you can uh, purchase a victory point card that's worth like 20 victory points or 17 or 11 or nine or seven, right? Like, so uh, your motivation is to get, to purchase as many high dollar, high value victory point cards as you can, because essentially the first person to have five victory point cards shuts down all the other players. Yeah. Right. And so if you have, you know, if the person who has five victory point cards only has like five low value victory point cards, then you actually still have a chance of winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to play it. Um, we coincidentally played it incorrectly for the first like, there two are? years. There <laughs> are? Excuse me? This is news to me. Well, we played it wrong the first like two years we had the game. <laughs> we so. did? Well, remember we were just, we weren't laying the spices down to acquire the, ca- the cards. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so they have to, they have to serve as like placeholders. You have to like basically spend your spices in order to get to a card that you want to. Yeah. So in the second row of cards, um, below the, the victory point cards, there will be five exchange cards that you can that you can that you can buy. Um, so on your turn, you can generally do one of three things. You can buy a victory point card, which is hard to do. You can lay spices down in a sequential row on top of the the exchange cards in order to purchase an exchange card, or you can actually use a, an exchange card in your hand to swap out spices, right? And upgrade your crappy spices to good spices or vice versa, depending on what you need to do. And for a number of years, we were just playing, oh, I have- I'm just gonna take that. Yeah, I'm just gonna take that. That card's mine now. <laughs> That's mine, 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 mine. Mine, mine, mine. So, yeah. Money so, me now. Yeah, and then I just, there's like one line and the rules are very simple and the rules are so simple, they come on like one small, essentially card. And I just missed the last line in of like one paragraph that said that rule when right. we were learning how to play. Like a which, dummy. Which, once again, Bill, no one's holding a gun to our heads to play these games correctly. Mm. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a really funny noise you just made. <laughs> um, but nobody's holding a gun to our heads to play these games correctly. So yeah. it doesn't matter that yeah. we played incorrectly for two years. Still had fun. We... We really like this game. It's a great game, and I think it's a it's a really simple game. And I know I'm bringing my sister back into the conversation. Please do. But it's a game that, because like I said, my sister is not super into board games. She's not really into anything pop culturey. She is into true crime, so yeah. there's that. Um, but she's not really into like anything that you would see at like a comic con, right? No, not at all. And she really enjoyed this game. Yeah, she did. Because we made her play it, and, and she, she really won. liked it. In fact, she referred to the uh, uh, which spice is the brown spice? Uh, turmeric. I. I think it's turmeric. 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 I thought that was the yellow. Yeah, I, I forget. Whatever. There's a brown spice. Yeah, there's. A... And she kept calling them poops. Yeah, she's like, I want the poops. She's like, like, I'm gonna exchange this 
For two poops. Taylor. For three poops. Yeah, like Taylor. Because they're little brown Yeah, little, cubes. little brown cubes. <laughs> so there's four spices. Like everyone starts with a bunch of yellow spices. They're, they're very common, whatever they are. And, uh, I would imagine those would be the turmeric because turmeric yeah, is like a yellow, yellow color. Yeah. And then there are there's a red one, which is rarer than the yellow one. And then there's a green one, which is chili pepper. And I don't think that's right. No, that's not at all, but I'm taking a guess. And then the red one is hot chili pepper. And then <laughs> they're all we're from Texas, so yeah, everything's just chili. chili. And then the most expensive rare one are the poops. The, the brown poops? ones. Yeah, the brown ones. I can't I can't for the life of me remember what those stand for. Ginger, basil. No. None of those are right. No. I think turmeric is the only one we have correct. Turmeric? Turmeric. Turmeric. Pecan or pecan? Uh, turmeric. All right. So we... Um, but yeah, so even Taylor... And she actually won. We played that game twice. She, It's very strange. She's, My sister's pretty good at board yeah, games. she is. She's a lot... And she wiped the floor with me. Well, I'm she's very smart. So. She is very smart. Smarter than me. I'll let you speak for yourself on that. Um... But yeah, so when did we learn to play it? So, uh, can I tell you my first memory yeah. of this game? Yeah. We were in that board game cafe in Wellington. Mm. And this wasn't the first time I played it. This was the first time I was ever introduced to it. Right. Okay. So we walked in and there was this family, like a mom and dad, like two kids and yeah. a grandma. And they were all playing this game. And either you... Or Kyle, or Gemma, I think it was probably you or Kyle, asked this family, what are you guys playing? That was Kyle. It was Kyle. Yeah. And they were like, it's Spice Road. And it's super easy to play. And the grandma, I remember, this is why I remember it, because the grandma kind of piped up and said, this game is so easy, even I learned to play it. I feel like like you're... So my memory I, of it is okay. that I talked to the owner and I was like, "Hey, like, what's a really easy like? What's your what's the like the best game to like learn how to play board games?" And she was like, "Oh, this one, and it's so easy." She said the exact same thing. It's so easy that my grandma like loves to play. It. Well, I distinctly remember a family actually playing with their uh, grandma okay. being there, and she was playing. Gotcha. I could have fabricated this grandmother. She could have been, you know, a a grim fairy tale yeah she She, could have been um i mean it wasn't that long ago but uh but either way that was kind of my first introduction to it and that like it was easy right so yeah for me i was like okay i'm not gonna play it now i have eight (laughs) hours of reading i need to do i'm gonna keep an eye on it i'm gonna keep an eye on that i'm gonna stick that in my little back pocket but um and so I don't, re- and then after that, I don't remember the first time I played it, but I think it took me a little while to just like wrap my head around what we were doing. I don't know yeah. why, because the game is very simple. I think I was still in that early phase of Not trying really. to get my brain to relax, trying to get my brain to relax because I had just finished my doctorate. So my brain didn't do anything but research. So it was like fighting me. Um, but as soon as it clicked for me, I was like, oh, this is my game. I really like Spice Road. Yeah. I really do. It's, um, it's, the rules are simple. Like mm-hmm. you said, there are fun little game pieces. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> like to pretend we're playing with little poops? Yeah. Uh, so there's like actual, there's like a very physical, tangible side to it. So you get to like actually touch the quote unquote spices. Um, 
Do you want me to talk about why more about why I like it or? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're there. I, it's fast, right? It's a quick game. It is very quick. It's yeah. a quick game. Uh, multiple people can play. So you and you can talk. You can have a conversation while you're playing it. You don't have to keep your brain like laser focused. Yeah, like tuned in. Yeah. Um, it's you know it's funny being a teacher. I my brain's always kind of like clicked on for things that I could possibly like teach students with. Mm-hmm. And when I'm playing it, I'm kind of going, this would be a fun, cool segue or or at the very least some sort of connection to talking about, you know, topics in social studies. If we were to talk about like the Silk Road or, yeah. you know, it, yeah, like any sort of trading in general, like we could have a conversation about trading or we could do math like there are math great math activities so like i think that i mean that's not going to be the appeal for anyone else no but i think it's a cool (laughs) like i like that very young kids can play it Mm -hmm. and very old people can play it there's like mass appeal well it also teaches exchanges right like yeah like you like you were talking about Right, right exactly right so we we have to use our brains in order to think like okay so Clearly, I'm starting to learn that the brown, the poops, are the poops. worth more than the the turmeric. Than the, pe- than the peas. Than the peas and the chilies. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's really why I like it. But I just think it's a really fun, engaging, simple game that has, like, a cool concept. The concept in and of itself is just a neat concept where you can kind of pretend for a while. Like, you're just, yeah. like, kind of, like, especially... Because the images on the cards, like the artistry it is, it on is the very cards, yeah. is really um, pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. I really, um, like I look at. There's a lot of like Egyptian imagery and uh, Asian imagery. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Like maybe some uh, Middle Eastern. Like, Greek, like there's Greek, like portrayal. Greek. There's portrayals of different cultures. Greco-Roman people. Yeah, there's yeah. So I that's kind of neat just to be able to like look at. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd buy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I win sometimes. Oh, you do. And I and I enjoy winning. <laughs> uh, because I'm a winner. Okay. I'm uh, a winner. Man, always winning. So what are you not? All I'm right. not a loser. Okay? All right. Okay. You gave me the good. What's the bad? That was my that was my impression. Um, the bad. Ooh, I got nothing. Are you serious? I I mean, well, you tell me you're bad, and then I might agree with you. But <laughs> to be gonna... honest with you, um, I don't have any criticisms. Like it's a really great game for me. Damn. I don't have any criticisms. I feel like you're. I feel but like, like what? Okay. I... I complain about just about everything, right? No. I mean, on this podcast you do, but in real life I... Right. I mean, I I do... I would say I am a bit of a character when we're doing this, but um, have you ever heard me complain about playing this game? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Damn it. I don't have anything. Damn. Why are you upset that I don't have any complaints? Just trying to draw. I feel like you're. I feel like you're stonewalling me so you can get to your juicy murder. That is not what's happening at <laughs> I'm all. Like just I legit. Okay, let me. Okay, let me nitpick. Let me find a nitpick. Give me um. Okay. You can't play this game outside, or mm-hmm. any card game outside because 
we're constantly having to like slam our arms down yeah. onto the cards so that whenever the wind comes by and picks up your cards and blows everything away. All right, fair which enough. Which that has happened to us a few times. Yeah. But that's it. There's my criticism. Can't play it outside. We do anyway, but yeah, we there's, a, we there's risk involved. We're willing to take those risks. Okay, here's another one. Okay. Oh, thank God. Uh, because they have like actual little pieces, the cleanup is sort of like if my, my cleanup, so, my, my cleanup. My I cleanup. help you with that cleanup because there's more, there's less to clean up. I don't have any complaints. <laughs> oh. It's like the one game I help you clean yeah, up. Yeah, you're right because you put them all the little poops and the, the spices into the bags. Who doesn't like taking tiny little cubes and like putting them into that's, cute little tiny bags? That's true. I always help you. You do. That's well, like what I do at family gatherings. Like I see people like cleaning up, and then I'll kind of like hover and, and helicopter around, and then when they're almost done, I'll be like, "Hey, you guys need any help?" Wait, what? Yeah, and that way I can say like I went in and was like, "Well, I offered to help, man." Oh, I've literally <laughs> never seen you do that. That's a fabrication. I know, I know, but Willie thinks I do that on purpose. Anyway, all yeah. right. So the things that I like about it, so we can get to your murder part. It is easy to teach. And it's very accessible. It's so easy that, like you said, like children can learn how to play it. The elderly, my dad, God forbid he ever, like I'm sure like he would love this game too. Um, it's a small box. Yeah, so it's a small it, box. It can travel pretty well. It can because that's, I mean, we've taken out to dinner a few times. Mm -hmm. It is relatively cheap now. Mm. I think it's like 30 bucks or something like that. When I bought it for shoots and loggers, it was like 60 bucks or something because it just came out and it was based off of a Kickstarter funding campaign. So it was like really, really expensive because it was hard to get cause, because it was so popular and for good reason because right. it was an amazing game. It is an amazing game. It's a cool game. Yeah. The things I don't like about it... See? Dead air. <laughs> Dead air. Hey... You said you were going to ask me like some hard-hitting questions. All right, what well, are these hard questions? All right, well, I'm going to I'm going to put your toes to the fire here in a minute. Just give me one second to think about what I don't like about Spice Road. I guess like and it, this is another nitpick is like those little so the four spices are held in these little plastic cups. Okay. That it, I mean I mean a stiff breeze just knocks the damn I, things over. I, you know what? That's actually I don't think it's a nitpick. I think that they could create some better receptacles for the spices because yeah. The little tiny plastic bowls that come with them, they're actually difficult to pull the spices out of. Yeah. Now that I think about you gotta, it. Like, you gotta stick your, my, my fat sausage fingers in and just kind of like And they all around. just go out to the outside of it. Yeah, they like, just, oh. You put your fingers in and they just spill over. Oh. Yeah. It's a big, it's a huge mess. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. It's not. But that is actually a good, I think that is a good. There we go. Nailed that, it. Yeah. The receptacles could either be a little bigger or be like allow for fingers yeah. i mean that's well i mean like your little geisha fingers could probably no I mean... uh no these are norwegian fingers yeah, they're true. pretty sausage fisk fisk fingers fisk fingers the ludafisk ludafisk fingers. ludafisk fingers Luda. <laughs> all right so i actually have one thing that i actually really like about the game that i want to go back to so the coins so there there are these oh my god the Fudging coins, yeah, there are gold coins and silver coins that are three victory points and one victory point apiece, respectively. And they go over the top of the first victory point card in the row and the second 
victory point card in the row. And as you purchase cards, ascent, victory point cards, the line just gets shifted down to the left, closer to the deck where it's drawn from. And there's just something about the weight of a nice coin, even if it is like completely like... Made out of nothing. Made out of just metal. And that's, you know, I don't know. It's very satisfying to like have that coin and just I, I would... slam it down on the table. Ping! And just, it's there. That's your victory point. It's nice. That, okay. All right. Yeah. Bill likes money. I think that's what that boils now. down to. Bill, Bill's a fan of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, all right. So here's one of the, here's one of the toughies that I forgot to ask you last episode. Now I'm going to re recap this. Do it. So two questions, Lord of the Rings strategy battle game, Dominion, Spice Road. Where do they rank? Dominion's oh, in your top five, Lord of okay. the Rings strategy battle game and Spice Road. So between the three, these are probably your top three. They're in the, your top five and your favorites. So where do they rank? I feel good like we've covered question. some good question. That's like a fun question. And to be honest with you, I have a gut reaction, which is pretty cool. My gut reaction is number one. Or should, I'm going to work backwards, okay? Number three spot. Coming in at third place. Okay. Lord of the Rings strategy oh. battle game. Well, okay, And I'm going to tell you why. Hold on. Number three, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Number two... Spice Road. Mm -hmm. And number one, Dominion. Fair enough. And and basically, it quite, all has to do with convenience. <laughs> quite the, quite the shakeup, I thought. Purely based on convenience, because Lord of the Rings strategy battle game takes a long time to set up. Yep. Uh, uh, Spice Road takes a little bit of time. Not much. Not mm, much. Not much. Uh, I mean, the setup between... Spice Road and Dominion is about the same. Okay. But I think the reason I like Dominion more um, than Spice Road is probably just because it's easier. I don't know. I don't have to explain that to you. That's true. You don't have <laughs> I'm just to. kidding. Um, I don't know. I, I can't really pinpoint it. I think I, think... I like Dominion more because... Maybe it's because it's one of the first card games I learned how to play. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, it's easier for me to remember how to play. And it's also easier, I think, to teach, too. I mean, there's a few. Possibly. It's much. It's ABC. Well, all of the Dominion. directions are on the cards. Right. All of the directions are on the cards for Dominion. So, it's very, it, like you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate what you've said Ten times already, but Dominion is super easy to learn, difficult to master, mm -hmm. and Spice Road I think is super easy to learn. It's a little more cerebral though, I, I think, think just with the exchange rates and all that stuff. Like, I guess, but I think, I think it's less cerebral to be honest. I think it's a little really? bit, yeah, because I think, um, I don't think of kids being able to play Dominion as well as they could play. That's Spice Road, right? Yeah, like the that. concept is a little bit more simple, right? So Dominion has has the potential for challenge where Spice Road is kind of a little less challenging. Yeah, fair enough. So I can buy that. Yeah. What about you? What is your ranking? <sighs> I mean, any... Damn it. Opposite? Dominion. No, Dominion. <laughs> Dominion's still number one. I think like, but I, I, I would at some point in this podcast, once we've talked through about 10 to 15 games... I'd like to split these categories up into tabletop games and card game board games. Yeah, which, you know, and it's it's 
it's almost like the name of our podcast is a misnomer because we don't just we're not just going to talk about board games. We're going to talk about all different kinds of games. Yes, regardless of political affiliation. However, we will never talk about live action role playing games because I refuse to LARP. I will not LARP. Absolutely not. I mean, like, I, you know. Did I ever tell, did you know that, I forget where it was, but I think it was on, oh, it was on a college campus. Did we talk about this? I don't think so. There was a college campus. This just in, listener. This is super crazy. There was a college campus somewhere in the United States where they thought there was a bomb on campus because there was like this silver box just sitting on their college campus. Did we just cut to your murder? No, not at all. Not at all. This is just something I literally just thought of. There was this silver box with like chains on it on this college campus. Yeah, right? Like super creepy and ominous. And so like someone calls the cops because there's like this weird mystery box just like sitting on a college campus. The cops call the bomb squad and the bomb squad goes over there and like explodes it. Right? Or they detonate it or whatever. Right. They, yeah. And... Like a little piece of paper comes out of it, and that's it. Was it a scroll? Pretty much. And what they found out was that there was a LARP group on campus that was doing like some sort of scavenger hunt or like some part of their like quest. The LARPers left this box for the LARPers. And they were like, and the college was like, yeah, you're not allowed to LARP on campus anymore. Like, you're done. Because you can't leave just random fucking boxes in today's climate well my gut reaction is that it was a silver box to ward off vampires and werewolves okay i could have gotten the silver part wrong i don't know what (laughs) i don't (laughs) this is this is just from my memory i'm like i could have made i could have dreamt this i don't know i have no source right now but i'm just kidding i actually do know that that really happened is it in texas monthly a monthly. month ago, yeah. A month ago. <laughs> no, it's absolutely, it's lame, it's dumb, it's stupid. I, I have no interest in doing it. Like, okay, I, I'm so... able to put myself and imagine tiny little toy soldiers that, like, I, <laughs> yeah, like, I paint up and You're all that stuff. You're not that far away, dude, so it's I know. not very fair to say that it's dumb we're because... Co- we're cousins, but you know what? We're not kissing cousins. We're not kissing... You kind of are. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. You like to pretend like you're better than them. You're not. No, but what I'm saying is that, like, we shouldn't make fun of something that people enjoy that doesn't harm other people, except for when we have to call in the bomb squad because of your hobby. So, LARPing is fine. Don't. Good for you, not for me. There it is. There it is. That's our our motto. That's my motto. Good for you, not for me. I actually learned that from Amy Poehler from Amy Poehler's book. Hmm. Good for you, not for me. And I love it. Okay. All right. Next, the hard question. Okay. Okay. What's the hard question? All right. You know, it's all these like little nerd stuff that I've got sprinkled about. Yes. Uh, so my husband, like in our previous podcast, we, I mentioned that um, we are live from our garage. Yeah. Uh, so this is also where my husband's nerding lair is. And so uh, there's quite a bit of... What would you call... It's a foam board. Foam board, uh, exacto knives, glues, yes. um, creepy candles. To, Tools to, of the trade. To, <laughs> to set the mood. Um, uh, you know, various artistic supplies, putties, things of that nature. Okay. 
So what I'm getting at though is that I am building another table. So remember that four foot by four foot table I made? Whenever, tile. Yes, those those two foot by two foot tiles. Yeah. Whenever Jeff came uh -huh. from Bahrain. It was amazing. I am building a three foot by three foot city board table for us to play Mordheim on. All in the name of this Remind podcast. me remind me what Mordheim. It is a small scale skirmish game. Like rem a rem we've played it before, right? We have not. You saw. You witnessed Jeff and I play it a bunch of times uh, over a ruined cityscape. Is All that, those... That's not 40k. No. That's not Warhammer. It's close to Warhammer. It's not in the same like universe, right? It is in the, the realm of Warhammer Fantasy, where it's okay. It's, yeah, so it's set in the city. So we'll talk about this more in a future episode, probably like weeks from now. But it's set in a. The Empire is this Ger Germanic 15th or 16th century, you know, Holy Roman Empire where there's a bunch of provinces and there are elector counts that roll over these provinces. Oh, there's shit. a fantasy version of this. I thought this took place in like space. No. This is, there's a whole <laughs> fantasy side and this is what got me into the, the hobby to begin with. And so there is a city in these, in the Empire called Mordheim and this game came about in 1999, which aligned with the canon of this fantasy universe in 1999 this twin-tailed comet which is a sig which is a, a symbol of their holy god sigmar who founded the empire smashes into this city called mordheim and on this comet are all these is it's made of this word stone or weird stone which is essentially like plutonium right like nuclear hot yes hot <laughs> so it's uh like all this like plutonium and nuclear crap goes everywhere it destroys half the city, and like the survivors are left like mutated. And it's a very like dark and macabre, macabre. Am I saying it's that just right? macabre. macabre? There's no you. You don't have to say the re corn, on the uh, end. Okay. Corn on <laughs> corn on the macabre. So, so it's so guess it's very, what I'm gonna start saying. <laughs> corn on the macabre. So it's a very dark and like sinister setting, um, and you know various factions from all across the Warhammer universe like send like these little war bands in to gather this very precious material because it's used to it can transmute base metals into gold it can heal the sick it can cure or it can trans or change old people to young people that kind of crap right so it is a skirmish game set in a ruined city and it's awesome and i love it neat yeah so anyway of this so so you're gonna be i'm gonna be your guinea pig oh yeah big time jeff is already my guinea pig and yeah. he i think he enjoys the game as i think that might be an understatement that may not be um because it's no uh, he i was here yeah, i was pregnant he, he i really was miserable it. i, I remember really it, it vividly he had a great time he actually liked it so much that we actually made like cardboard like ruined buildings and stuff like when i was in bahrain and i just had my models with me and we played it was a good time Jeff made some really cool models or uh, terrain. Anyway, so there's a bunch of factions. My question to you is, I think I have the faction for you, but I want your final approval. And is faction like the the group of of warriors? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So okay. What's... So you can be like witch hunters, which are like these okay. 16th century like inqui inquisition, like Spanish Inquisition people. I don't like that. You can be mercenaries, which are just like humans. Meh. Yeah, no, lame. You can be Skaven, which are like these rat men. You can be... Possibly. Okay, that's a possibly. That's a maybe. 
you can be and there's a bunch of different factions among like the mercenaries there's like the wolf people there's like the rich foppish dandies and there's like normal you can inform me of all of my options okay. Okay. in more detail in more detail and there is also uh shrimp there's also the sisters of sigmar they are a holy order of women only they're basically like warrior nuns mm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. I don't know. I okay. like rat people more than I think I like nuns. <laughs> really? I mean, like, these nuns are, like, kick-ass nuns. Like, they have, like, war hammers and, like, armor and shields and stuff. Are they, like, the nuns from uh, Game of Thrones? Like, the shame? No. They're, like, they're like them with armor and more I don't chutzpah. know. I gotta tell I gotta tell you more chutzpah. Yeah. You got to throw the chet in there. The ch. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have to tell you, I, I need to find more information. There's also on... chaos, which is like there will be a magister who leads like. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like anything having to do with chaos because it's like the rules just go out the window. Yeah, and I'm a, rule, I'm a rule follower. At the very least, I know I'm a rule follower or a rule breaker. There's no in between for me. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, like, these people, like, they have, like, mutations and stuff, and they're trying to follow their dark gods and... Ah, uh, too complicated. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, there's also dwarves, but that would be hard. There are goblins. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. That's your hard question. That's your homework. To, you th to, think to, to think about who... Yeah, which so, warband. So, Bill, what, what game are we going to be reviewing next time? I think that's up to you. I mean, it's up to me. So uh, we can go through the gateway games. Like, well, why don't we? Why don't we do Necromunda? Because that's what we had been talking about. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Yeah, let's do yeah. Necromunda because I love my warriors in Necromunda. War yeses. They're, they're just warriors. Don't yeah. add gender to that. Oh. God. I'm very protective of of language, as you will all find. And House Escher specifically we're like these like <laughs> punk rock chicks who have deadly poisons and it's awesome they're fantastic they are awesome okay so that's i mean that's the end of my tough questions you want ready for your murder i am super ready for my murder yeah, okay so but before we jump into this murder okay i'm going to tell you okay. that the past two episodes we have been i've been kind of taking it easy on you oh yeah Okay, I've been telling you kind of light stories. These these cocktails have and been more I like sex on the beach. And when I say they're light stories, they're they're st people still die in the two stories I told. People were murdered. Yeah, you know, a woman was murdered. Uh, you know, another woman like robbed a bunch of banks. Like crimes were committed. People were killed. Right. Yeah. It's still sad, but the story I'm gonna tell tonight is pretty dark. Hmm. It this is one of those stories that like bill gets mad at me about like anytime he catches me watching stories what like are this, you doing watching stories like this or listening to stories like this or telling him about stories like this he gets super mad at me because he's like why are you doing this to yourself i just don't understand so we're gonna just jump right into dive into it we're gonna piss bill off tonight okay we're gonna tell a really awful story um and i'm basically gonna stop and ask questions about it but the reason I'm telling this story is geographic. This crime took place pretty damn close 
to where I'm from and um, where my sister still lives. So um, general area in the general area. uh, I mean, I, I mean, we're, we, we, we don't live in Houston, but it's all, it's all Houston. If you know anything about Houston, if I say something happened in Houston, that, that, (laughs) that could mean like something happened to someone in 7 million people. 60 miles away. Right. Like there's like a, there's like a hundred mile radius of where this stuff could happen. So, so. I'm going to tell this story and here we go. All right. So in, I'm going to take you back to 2016. All right. Back to 2016. All right. Uh, The two characters we're going to be introduced to are Christy Sheets and Jason Sheets. Okay. Christy Sheets and Jason Sheets. And I know I'm probably going to mess that up because Matua, um, so clearly they're married. Christy and Jason are married and they've been married in 2016 for about 20 years. So they, they got married in the early to mid 1990s. Okay. Mm-hmm. They end up having two teenage daughters, Madison and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2016, Madison is 17 and Taylor is 22. And Taylor is um, like in college. She's going to a community college um, in Houston and I think it was Lone Star College. So we're all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my, Bill works at a community college. So he's San Jacinto, San Jacinto College. Shout, shout out. out. And uh, so he, so, so uh, Christy and Jason have these two daughters. They're married. And then um, they'd been married for 20 plus years when their marriage kind of just starts to hit the rocks. And in and about 2012. 2012 is when it gets really hard and there were talks of divorce, right? Like swirling around the family. The family, I mean, think about, it happens statistically. It's got to happen to somebody. Yeah. Right? Yes. And so in 2012 is kind of when it's getting difficult for them. And really the the, um, tipping point for Christy is when her grandfather, her grandfather who had acted more or less as a father figure in her life, hmm. he passes away, okay? Hmm. In 2012, her grandfather passes away, and it made things pretty, it was really hard on Christy uh, when her grandfather passes away. Um, so, and the reason, in addition to, um, the reason she took it so hard was that Christy had a history of mental illness and depression, okay? Um, and her grandfather passing away was really devastating for her, which is understand, understandable, right? Yeah. Um, and then two months later, her mother passes away. Okay. Um, which making things even worse, right? And then on top of everything else, her marriage to Jason was coming to an end. Okay. Or at the very least, it was getting really difficult. Uh, and, and Jason actually was quoted, and I don't know if this is quoted, he was paraphrased as saying that the marriage was in a downward spiral okay. by that point. This is Jason Sheets, right? That's correct. Okay. Christy and Jason Sheets. So it was, it, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, but it was, was it Christy's, Christy's grandfather? That's correct. Okay, gotcha. All right. Christy's grandfather, who had acted as her so father, father, gotcha, okay, passed away. And then her mother passed away pretty close thereafter, okay? So in that same year, in 2012, Christy lost her job and then began drinking heavily, 
right? So with, yeah. a, with a history of depression and mental illness, not a great combination. Mm-hmm. Over the next four years, uh, there were at least a dozen 911 calls to their house for domestic disturbances, three of which were for suicide attempts. Now, we don't know who who the suicide attempts were in reference to because, you know, privacy laws. Okay. Uh, uh yeah, so we don't know who they were in reference to. But there were at least a dozen calls to 911 uh, for that family. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyway, so by 2016, the year of our event, uh, by 2016, Jason and Christy had pretty much reached the end of their marriage, right? Like things were just mm-hmm. terrible. Uh And things had gotten bad enough that when Christy told her daughters, Madison and Taylor, to come home, come, come to the house for a family meeting on June 25th, uh, he really thought it was going to be, Jason thought it was going to be to inform the girls that they were getting a divorce, that this was, that it was imminent, that it was going to happen. What actually happened was a nightmare, a truly, truly a living nightmare, okay? Okay. And as a mother, what I describe next is awful and terrible. So if you want to stop listening, I understand. Okay. The only reason I can even retell this is because it seems almost unreal to me. And I, I literally, my brain cannot wrap itself, cannot wrap around what happened. So that's the only reason I can even tell this story because it's, it's like a fantasy to me. Um, like. I guess I can separate myself from it. Okay. It's it's easier to separate myself from it because I cannot. It's, it's so horrible. You have like an outer body experience almost. I mean, like... in a way, in a way, I guess. So if you are a parent or if you've just had a baby, please do not listen to this. No. Um, sorry, Bill. This oh. is, this is where <laughs> you're going to get really mad at me. You can do this. I can do this. So they sit down for this family meeting and pretty much immediately, as soon as they sit down, Chris, you know, as soon as Christy, Jason, and their two girls, Madison and Taylor, sit down, Christy Sheets pulls out her grandfather's five-shot thirty-eight caliber handgun and immediately shoots both of her daughters, one, one bullet each. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Jason, their father, managed to get around the couch unharmed and help the girls get out of the house. And all the while, he's yelling, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please don't hurt my family. And you can hear it because the girls both called 911, and those both of those calls were released to the media. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. So Madison, the 17-year-old, collapsed just outside of the home. Okay. Jason made it down to the end of the cul-de-sac, and... Uh, Christy left both of the girls bleeding on the concrete just outside the home. Taylor made it to the street. Okay. Okay. Uh, Madison was like just, just right out, like in the walkway up to their house. Okay. Mm -hmm. Taylor made it to the street. Um, and Christy left both the girls bleeding on the concrete just outside of their home. At one point, Christy went back into the home to reload her gun. To shoot at the girls more. Mm-hmm. When she came back outside, officers had arrived already. Fulcher Police Department had already arrived mm-hmm. and told her to put the gun down. She didn't listen. 
and went to her other daughter, Taylor, and shot her one last time in the street. And the cops, the cops saw her do this. And kill her. That's right. And so as soon as she did this, a police officer shot and killed Christy immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know where, but he killed her instantly, pretty much. Madison also died, uh, you know, so, so Madison, along with Christy, they both die at the scene. Christy being the mother. Madison was the 17-year-old girl. She dies at the scene. Taylor later died at the hospital. Jason was completely unharmed, the father. He was completely unharmed, but was taken to the hospital because he was inconsolable. Yeah. 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 So everybody was left to wonder, why did Christy do this? Why would she do this? And it was because Christy wanted more than anything to make Jason suffer. And he knew, she knew that he loved those girls more than anything, more than her. And so she, she took away the only thing she purposefully did not kill Jason or hurt Jason because she wanted him to live the rest of his life in suffering. Okay. Well, how do we know what? Well, we're basing this off of what Jason said in the aftermath. He said, you know, she wanted me to suffer. She wanted me to suffer uh, the loss of my daughters. Um, That if basically like if if I was going to leave her, I was going to be miserable doing it. Oh, my God. Is that the end? And that's the end. That's it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why would you tell me that? (laughs) I told you you were going to be mad. Oh, you okay? I'm not okay. It's a terrible, awful story. Yeah. But, you know, I think the, there's a, there, I mean, I don't want to make the show political. No. I'm not going to do it. Our producer, Frank, is signaling. (laughs) Shut up, Haley. Shut her up. But, um, I, um, I can separate myself from this story very easily because, I love my children and I love my husband. Yes. And even if our marriage failed, I think what this really is is an illustration. I, N- Bill's nodding his head because he knows our marriage will never fail. But Sh- Shaking my head, not nodding. Oh, that. Oh, my God. Yes. You think I'm going to kill you? <laughs> is that what this is about? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Bill was shaking his head. I misspoke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh. What was I going to say? I think what this really does for me, and this is purely conjecture, okay. is that it speaks to the expectations of that women have around men and that like women have this internalized belief that they can't survive without men and that I can never live without a husband or a man. And I'm just like, I would be devastated if you left me. I would be absolutely devastated. But but, be but but I would be okay. Yeah. After a while. Yeah. I wouldn't want to make you suffer so much that I had to suffer just to make you suffer. I mean, you're a beautiful woman. I have to work every day to make sure you stay with me. Oh my <laughs> so god, that's, that's not false. That's not true at all. That's you're, not false. You're right. That is not false. <laughs> not false. That's not, wow, I'm really messing up my language this evening. Yeah. But anyway. 
I think it's just this awful story I just told. But the like I said, the reason I told the story is that it's geographically like very close to where I grew up as a child. It's so sad. And it's and it's kind of this it's this reminder that darkness can live in all of us. Yeah. Right? Like we are all capable. We Big are time. all capable of this stuff. Bigly. Hugely. And that we need to remember that it's really important to keep our mental health in check. It's really important to make sure our family members feel loved or that we, you know, take care of each other. We take care of ourselves. Yeah. Because you can't help anybody else until you help yourself. Um, But anyway, that is the story of Christy, Jason, Madison, Taylor, Sheets. What do you think? Tell me what you think. Is this the point where I'm supposed to guess whether the husband did it? <laughs> did the husband do it? I'm doing a terrible job of like this segment. Now, granted, 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 Bill gives me about ten minutes to write these true crime episodes. What are you talking about? I am not like I'm not even joking. Like I was literally writing the rest of this, and you were texting me, being like. I'm ready in the garage. I just said, I'm ready whenever you are, baby. <laughs> I don't get very long to write these things. So um, that's, that's, uh, that's I will heavy. do my best to let you guess on the next episode. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. But it's, I mean, that's heavy. That's certainly heavy. It's very um, heavy. It's sad. I thought you were going to get legitimately mad at me. Because yeah. sometimes you get hot whenever I'm like, Oh my God, this story, this terrible, awful no, story. So and like, you're like, why are you listening to that? No, I mean, like, thankfully, like, as an, a, a crappy part-time ENT, like, I never had to respond to a murder scene or anything like that. But yeah, like, certainly, like, something like that is very, uh, it's a little heavy. It's very heavy. It's awful. Yeah. It's, um... Killing your own children is, that, for me, like, that is, um completely antithetical to every fiber of my being. So that's why I think it's a little easier for me to like tell the story or talk about it because it's like, it's almost like my, my subconscious is like, that's not possible. (laughs) You can't do that. That's against the rules. That's against like every single bone in my body. Well, part of me wants to blame this on, like, just modern society, but the other part of me knows it's probably not true. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure yeah. there's... Yeah. Like, there, I mean, the... the riddled with it. Exactly. Like sacrificing children and all that stuff. But, uh, man, I don't know. I don't have really any reaction to it other than, like, wow, that really sat poorly in my gut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to try my best to forget about it. Yeah. Thanks, Sutter Holmes. Yeah. Uh, like rather than like that being a cheap margarita that was easy going down that was more like a shot of the vaccine like my shot of the vaccine (laughs) that's a tough one yeah that's a toughie or like i don't know turkey wild turkey or something like that just like oh oh here it is here it is um oh god what's that stuff that tastes like red hot Fireball. Fireball. It's a shot of fireball. It's the worst. Or Jaeger. It's like a shot of Jaeger. Yuck. Yeah, like that's that's what that sits with me. Yeah. 
Well, I guess this is the part also where I'm supposed to thank you for sharing. I don't, I don't want to say thank you for sharing. <laughs> this is how I force you to listen to me tell these terrible stories. Anyway, next time on uh, Bored to Death, we are going to talk about Necromunda. And murder. More and murder. more murder. Murder. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.